Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. We're so blessed to have you as part of our church time. We want to just open up our time in worship this morning um, and just give God praise and glory for who he is and what he's done for us. Would you join with me as we pray and open up our time together? Father, we just love you today. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we get to come online. And Lord, I pray every home, every person, God, that's watching this, God, that they would sense the power of the Holy Spirit that would overtake them right now. I pray invade homes, God, right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's worship together.
possible, Lord. And we need you. God, I pray that we help, help us to remember, Lord, that you are the God of the impossible. You are the God who is faithful through every storm and every trial. Help us to be confident in that, Lord, because sometimes our faith grows dim. For everyone watching this morning, I pray that you help our faith not to run dim. Help our faith to grow strong. Because you are the God of the impossible. You are the God who's done great things and we know that you will do them again. You are faithful, Lord. You are faithful, Lord. We know that no matter what comes up in life, you never let go of us. And Lord, I pray that you help us to never let go of you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. Do you believe it today? And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are near, and I will fear no For my God is with me, if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear, whom then shall I fear, singing, oh no, never let go, through the calm and through the storm, oh no, never let go. the heart that holds on a glorious light beyond all compare when there will be an end to these troubles but until that day comes we'll live to know you here on the earth and I will fear no evil for my God is with
never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go in every high and every low. Oh no, you never let go, Lord, you never let go of me. Oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go in every high and every low. For you are good. We're so grateful that you never let go of me. Oh Lord, you are worthy of all praise. Jesus. we're grateful for our relationship with you. We say we're grateful for your love for us. God, help our relationship with you to become more real as we continue to spend time in your presence. God, for those of us whose faith is shaken this morning, I pray that you would build our faith up. Build our faith up. My Lord's laying on my heart that verse in Mark chapter 9 where that father has a little girl who's very, very sick and about to die. And that father says to Jesus, he says, I want you to come heal my daughter. I want you to come make her well. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come to your house. And, she, and he said, no, all I need you to do is say the word and she'll be well. And I just think that's amazing because Jesus is so faithful to do that for us. The father said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And if that's you this morning where your faith is shaken and you're having a hard time believing in God, ask God to build your faith. Sometimes things look dim in life. Things look just uncertain. We need to ask God to mold our faith and shape us into who He wants us to be. He gives us that faith.
Lord, we believe this morning you are great, you are victorious, and you are good. We've gathered to worship you this morning and bring you praise. And Lord, I pray that you are pleased with what you hear this morning. As your church rises up, your church rises up as one voice, as one body, as one church this morning. God, I pray that those of us who are watching today that are struggling with remembering how good you are, God, would you prove yourself faithful? God, would you prove yourself faithful? We need you to do that, Lord. Strengthen our faith. Strengthen our hearts. And as we look into your word in a few moments, I pray that you would open our eyes to what you have to say to us this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Wow, how great God is. It is awesome to be here today to worship him and to give him glory. Would you just pause right now uh, as we have concluded our worship set? Can we just pause for just 15 seconds and just in your own words, in your own uh, vernacular, would you just give God praise this morning for what he's done? We just thank you, Lord. God, you have been so good to us. We thank you for, for testimonies. We thank you for things that have come in of how you're blessing people. And God, today, we don't take that for granted. We serve a great, powerful, and mighty God. Come on, church. Lift up glory and honor and praise. Lift up adoration to the Lord today. God, you're so worthy. You're so good. We just worship you today. We give you glory. Hallelujah. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's been so good to be with you this morning. We want to just say thank you so much. I know that this has not been easy. I know that this has not necessarily even been ideal, but we are so grateful because you see, because of this, I almost feel like God has pushed us into this period. And, and so because we were ready, we are reaching more people than we ever thought possible. Thank you so much for your uh, patience and understanding. Thank you so much for your giving. We're so blessed to see what God is doing throughout our, our giving and, and how finances are coming in. We just thank you so, so much. You've been such a blessing to us. Uh, today, we want to uh, just give Glory to God for that. We're so grateful for, for his provision in our life, in our church. Today also is a day when we get to honor and to look at some of our students who have been working for fine arts and doing wonderful things as far as solos and, and sign language. Over the next few weeks, we're going to get a spotlight those. Today, we're spotlighting Gracie Fraley. She's going to come and minister in song to you right now. Thank you, Gracie.
Great is thy faithfulness. We believe that with all of our hearts. Thank you so much, Gracie, for blessing us with that awesome medley today. God has given you such a talent, and we're so glad that you could share that with us today. Every one of us that's listening and watching today can definitely say, God is faithful. We could each point to one or two or many, many more things that God has been faithful in in our own lives, and we just give God praise today. This upcoming week, we've got awesome things coming up that we want you to be a part of. Tomorrow, Pastor Joe's doing his devotional at 6.30. On Tuesday, we're doing another uh, trivia night at 6.30 p.m. That's an all-church trivia game. We're going live on Facebook. You can be a part of that to win a Starbucks gift card. Wednesday night, we have youth group. Thursday morning, Crystal's going to be doing coffee with Crystal, and she'll have a special guest this week. You won't want to miss it. Friday, we have Kids Church in the evening at 6.30, and then Saturday, we also have live worship with me and my wife at 7.30. We want you guys to be a part of that. As Pastor Joe said, we thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving. You can continue to send those through the mail or drop it off at the church office at 102 South 7th Street, Byesville, Ohio, 43723. Again, we appreciate your faithfulness in giving. God is so good. And uh, we hope that you've seen his faithfulness and provision in this season as well. Let's pray before Pastor Joe brings the word. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much that your word is living and active, as it says in Hebrews 4. God, we know that you bring your word to light in our life. And I pray that this morning, right here, right now, your word will come alive to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's Pastor Joe. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us this morning. I want to introduce this new series thought for the next few weeks that we're going to get to. Most of you might be in a place of thinking, man, I, I, just, I just want to quit. I want to quit being quarantined. I want to quit social distancing. I want to quit being restricted. And hopefully, soon, all of that stuff will be kind of by the wayside and it'll be a memory. But I, I encourage you, there's some things I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to quit praying. Don't quit reading your Bible. Don't quit social distancing just yet. 
But there are many things that, that we want to quit, and the simple uh, title of this sermon series is just this, I Quit. And today, we're going to talk about this idea of I quit living in fear. You know, there's a pretty good chance that probably most, if not all of us, have experienced some different fears in our life. Uh, so many of us are living in fear, and over the last month, there have been so many things, we've been inundated with so many thoughts about um, what's going on, and, and all that does is creates fear and worry and anxiety. And, and, and the, the reality is, it's interesting because studies show that as babies, we only have really two fears. We're born with two fears, and that is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Isn't that amazing? Every other fear that comes our way is something that we have learned. In fact, probably many of you recognize some of those early fears as you had when you were growing up. If you think back as a child, how many of you were afraid of the dark, right? I know I was. You slept a lot of nights as a kid with the light on. Um, how many of you are afraid of spiders as a kid? How many of you are afraid of spiders now, right? Hey, God bless you. I see those virtual hands, right? And, and so uh, how about thunderstorms? How many of you are afraid of thunderstorms? When you were a kid, you'd go sleep with mom and dad. Or, or maybe, you know, as a kid for me, I was, af- I was always afraid of in the night somebody coming in and peeking into my window, right? I was always afraid of somebody that was going to be outside looking in. So I would shut my blinds real tight. I'd get a clip, paper clip, and I'd clip the best I could. I put a clip on those things so the furnace or the air conditioner couldn't blow them open because I didn't want anybody spying in on me at night. Now, all of us, we, we take all these different kinds of fears and, and, and we actually go through life and we carry them. Now, some of the ones that we mentioned just a few minutes ago are, are some that, that, yeah, you'd say, well, I'm pretty much over being afraid of the dark and, you know, I, I'm not really afraid of thunderstorms anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I get that, but there are some different kinds of fears, and I, I want to show you here today um, maybe four of the most common fears that we face in life, and at the end of this, I, I want us to show how God's Word talks about how He wants to help us through these fears. So if you're jotting down some thoughts here today, I want to talk about these four common fears. The first one is this, it is the fear of loss. The fear of loss. Maybe you're here today and you're afraid of losing a spouse or a kid or, or, or maybe that um, you're afraid of losing your job or your financial security or your investment um, and you're just, that, that keeps you up at night. Uh, maybe, maybe you're here and, and you just are simply afraid of losing control. Everything's got to be done your way and, and so there's that fear of loss that, that grips your heart and, and man, you'd say that, that's me. The fear of loss. The second one is this. It's a fear of failure. That fear of being inadequate. The fear that says, man, I'm not good enough. I, I can't do this. I, I want to do something, but I really can't. Maybe some of you have even thought, man, I'd really like to do something for the Lord. I'd, I'd really like to do a ministry, but man, what if nobody comes? What if I can't? I'm not going to be good at that. What if I just can't get that done? And there's a fear that overwhelms you. Maybe some of you thought, man, I'd like to start a business, but what if I can't do that? I'd like to go back to school. I'd like to reach out to my neighbor. I'd like to uh, do different things, but I'm not sure that I've got what it takes. I don't know that I've got 
the things in me that I would say the right things and we're afraid of failing and has paralyzed you. Another one, the third one is this, it's the fear of rejection. Maybe you guys are like me. When I was in high school, I was always afraid to ask that girl out because I was always afraid that she'd say no. And not only would she say no, but she'd laugh in my face. Ah, yeah, whatever, right? And I was always afraid of that. Fear of rejection is a big deal. It's a common fear. It paralyzes a lot of people we just, because we just want people to like us. And so we, we think of, man, I, I wonder if they're going to like my new hairstyle. I, I wonder if they're going to like the clothes that I'm wearing. I, I wonder if they're going to like the way I talk or the way I walk. I, I wonder if they're going to like the job that I have or the car that I drive. Or I, I wonder if I'm important enough for them. I, I wonder, and we're so afraid that people are going to reject us. The fear of rejection grips us. The last one is this, and it's probably one of the most common that we're dealing with in the, in the times that we live in right now. <clears throat> and that's the fear of the unknown. It's where so many people are today. And we thought, what, what if I get coronavirus? What if someone I love gets it? What, what if I lose my job? <clears throat> What's going to happen in the future? What if my business can't open? And we're so afraid of, of the unknown factor of what's going on in, in our life and our society right now, in our world even. And it causes us to have doubts. Man, how am I going to pay the bills? What if, what, what if it's going to last longer than a month? What if I'm quarantined forever? What, what if <laughs> I'm, <clears throat> and what we're doing is we're bound and we're gripped with fear? Because a lot of us battle different kinds of fear. I, I want us to talk about this idea because God doesn't want us to live afraid. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Say that again. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from your spiritual enemy. Our God, the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God has not given us fear and yet so many people are consumed with it. We're always worried. We're always anxious. We're always overwhelmed. We're living paralyzed by something that God didn't give us. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And of self-control. And because fear is not from God, then I can quit living in fear. By the power of God and through His Word and through His Spirit today, I'm believing that you will quit living in fear. You know, I've heard some people say this, that fear is the opposite of faith. Have you ever heard that? You know, the more I think about that, I'm not completely sure that that's accurate. I was reading and I came across this thought process that says, fear is faith, it's just faith in the wrong things. I'll say that again, fear is faith, it's just faith in the wrong things. Kind of what that looks like is we ask ourselves a lot of the questions, and maybe you heard this repeated as I was talking about some of those four common fears earlier, and they're what if questions. That's what faith asks is uh, fear asks is what if. 
Fear asks what-if questions. And usually the what-if questions always go to the bad scenario or the negative side of things. Very rarely does it go to a positive. Maybe that crazy person that's playing the lottery and like, well, what if I win big, right? Yeah, right, like that's ever going to happen, right? So it's, it's one of those things that usually the connotation with the what-if statement is usually always negative. There's a person in Scripture, his name's Moses. He was in the Old Testament God gets his attention. This is so cool. God has this burning bush that catches fire and is not consumed. Moses is intrigued by it. He walks over to it, and God starts speaking to Moses from this burning bush. And as he's speaking to Moses, he's telling Moses what he wants him to do. That alone would get my attention. I don't know about you. If my azalea bush in the front of my house caught on fire and it wasn't consumed, and I went over to it and the voice started coming from it, I'm telling you, that's got my attention, right? And so God is speaking to Moses, and he says, listen, I'm going to use you to deliver my people. And then in Exodus chapter 4, Moses starts in with the what-if questions. Well, what if they don't believe me? What if they won't listen to me? What if they say that God didn't really talk to you? God said, man, I'm going to be with you, but most of us play that game. What if? And we play the what if game because we're afraid. We do it all the time. What if the economy drops? What if I lose my job? What if I lose my health? What if my spouse cheats? What if my kids get hurt? What, what if I get in a wreck? What What if I never get married? What if I marry a jerk? What if I can't have kids? What if I can't stop having kids? Right? What if my cat gets pregnant again? And and we think of all these negative things. And man, some of those are real scary right then. But all these negative things that kind of hit us, right? And we get scared with the what ifs. Fear is placing faith in the wrong places. Fear is placing faith in the what-if questions. I want to pause for a moment. I want to share a couple things, a couple thoughts with you. If you've been around us for a while, you've probably heard me share these in another message, but I feel like they're prevalent and relevant to us today. The first thought is this. Your fear, what you fear reveals what you value the most. What you fear reveals what you value the most. For example, if you fear losing your marriage, then you probably value your marriage. That's not a bad thing. If you have a fear of something happening to your kids, you, then you place a high value on your kids. And again, that's not a bad thing. If you fear losing your job or your 401k or your money, you probably value financial security and stability. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what you fear reveals what you value the most. And then on the flip side of that too, and it kind of goes hand in hand, but it ties it in, is this. The second thought is this. What you fear reveals where you trust God the least. What you fear reveals where you trust God the least. For example, if you're really worried about your marriage, then you are probably not trusting God with your marriage. If you're worried about your kids and their future, then you're probably not trusting God with the kids and your future. If you're worried about your financial well-being, you're basically saying, God, I don't trust you to provide for me. I'm going to do it my way. 
And if you're fearing your future, chances are you don't trust God with your future. Remember the verse that we talked about earlier. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of self-control. So here's what you do. I want us to be really honest today. I want you to answer this question. I want you to answer this question in brutal honesty. It's this. I'm not trusting God with blank. I want you to fill in that blank. I'm not trusting God with blank. Be really, really honest today. Is it your kids? Is it your future? Is it your spouse? Is it your parents? Is it this pandemic? Is it your job? Whatever it is, I'm not trusting God with blank. Own it. In what area of your life are you not trusting God? I want us to talk biblically about a couple things of how uh, God speaks to us through these fears and we overcome fears in our life. I want to do that today. The first thought is this. I'm going to give you two thoughts on that. The first one is this. I want to encourage you to acknowledge your fear. We talked about this just a second ago. Acknowledge it honestly. And then once you acknowledge it, I want you to choose to trust God. Acknowledge your fear no matter what it is. And make a conscious choice to trust in the God of the universe. So what I'm not saying is this, okay, I acknowledge my fear and I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm going to stick my fingers in my ear and I'm going to la, 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 I can't hear you, I can't see you, I'm not going to do that kind of thing. This isn't happening to me, that's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm talking about at all. I mean, honestly, your fear, whatever your fear is and whatever you can do within your power to minimize the risk of it, absolutely do that. But beyond that, you've got a choice to make. And with every bit of faith that's inside of you, you've got to be able to say, God, I trust you to be faithful. Let me give you an example in the Scripture. David, in the Old Testament, David is anointed to be the future king of Israel. That's great. That's a wonderful moment. But at the time, Israel already had a present king whose name was Saul. And Saul had a very hard time with David. Matter of fact, he was very threatened by David. He was so threatened that he actually started to despise David. And and Saul says this, he says, I want you to go out and hunt him down. I want you to kill him. I want you to take his life. And so a lot of times we read in scriptures and we think, oh yeah, well, David, he was on the run. I want you to pause about that just for a second and kind of grasp the entirety of what that thought process is means it would be like if the president of the united states issued a decree and he said this i want you to be dead or alive i'm going to capture you every force of of in our country is going to be coming after you every bit of strength that we have is coming to get you that's david's reality so what does he do i want us to go to a passage of scripture it's in psalm 56 david writes these words and we get a glimpse into what's going on with him in these words and in this time. He says this, my slanderers pursue me all day long. In other words, that's the reality of where he is, man. Every day, night and day, they're coming after me. And he says this, there are, many are attacking me in their pride. But then he says this, check out his honesty. He owns it. Remember we said acknowledge is, is part of it. He says this, when I am afraid. In other words, man, when I'm in this and it is too much it seems like it's just too much when it is over me and i am just afraid what does he say he says i will trust in 
you. By faith, I choose to put my trust in you. Whenever I'm afraid, I am going to make a choice. And that choice is, I put my trust in you. And he says this, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. And then he says this, it's amazing, he says, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? I choose to trust God. I put my faith in Him. What can mortal man do to me? Let's pause just a minute. What could mortal man do to David? What could he have done? He could have obviously killed him, right? He could have captured him, tortured him, imprisoned him, could have made his life miserable. The same things that could happen to us, right? But David went and he got a different mindset when he started putting his trust in the Lord. The mindset changed from temporary things and all of a sudden it shifts to an eternal perspective. And he says this, he says, you know what? Even if my worst what if comes to be, ultimately I choose to trust God. And if I choose to trust God, God's got me for all eternity. I ultimately put my faith in Him. I don't hold anything back. And there's nothing that this world can do to hurt me if I choose to trust God with my whole life. Suddenly my worst what if begins to pale in comparison to the goodness of my God. You know, when I was doing youth ministry, I remember a camp speaker that said this. He said, if they hurt us, God will heal us. If they kill us, we get to be with God. You know, missionaries have lived their life that way for centuries. The disciples lived that way. What is the worst what if? Whatever that worst what if is, it it fails in comparison to the goodness of God. I want to challenge you. Be honest. Acknowledge what it is. Be transparent. Here's my greatest fear, Lord, and I choose to trust you no matter what. What? I choose to trust you no matter what. The second one is this. I want to encourage you to seek God. To seek Him until He takes away your fears. To seek Him. To seek His Word. To seek Him in prayer. To seek Him through a circle of friends that can lift you up in prayer. To seek after God day and night until He takes away your fears. There is such a powerful verse of Scripture. It's in Psalm 34. Some of you are going to want to get your highlighter out and highlight this, this Scripture text today. It's in Psalm 34.4. This is what David says, and what he says is actually life-changing. I want you to grab a hold of this short little verse. He says this, I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about that thought process. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me. He removed. He took away. There's no fear that's going to hold me hostage anymore. He removed every fear that I have. I sought God and He delivered me from all my fears. Would somebody give God praise today because we serve a God that when we seek Him, He delivers us not from some or most, but from all our fears. Amen. There's a man by the name of John Wesley. John Wesley was one of the founders of the Methodist Church. He was a great man of God, and he had a quote, and I want to read it for you. It says this, it says, I have never known 
more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. Think about that, man. Never more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. He, he goes on to say this, whenever I feel fearful emotions overtaking me, I just close my eyes and thank God that He's still on the throne reigning over everything. And I take comfort in His control over the affairs of my life. Man, what a great thought. Whenever I feel fear, I just close my eyes and I remind myself God is still on the throne. He can do the exact same thing as John Wesley did. Whenever you start to feel fear, close your eyes, focus on God, and God suddenly becomes between you and your fear. When you don't focus on God, your fear becomes between you and Him. But when you start to seek Him and you start to watch Him, He begins to put things in proper perspective, in eternal perspective, and you get closer to Him and He begins to speak into your life. Close your eyes and think, God, you're enough today. I don't have to fear the days ahead in which I'm living because, Lord, you're more than enough. I don't have to worry about pandemics and and my, the economy and, and my family. I don't have to worry about those things because, God, I understand that you're more than enough. I'm getting away from an earthly perspective, and I choose to look and seek you. I sought the Lord. You're in control. You're seated on the throne. I sought after you, and you delivered me from all my fears. Why? Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. It's not from him. Don't accept it. Don't resign that it's yours, that you have to carry it. Because God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. But we keep saying, well, what if, what if? I'm going to share just a brief story with you. It's from a well-known author and teacher. Her name is Beth Moore. And she writes in one of her books about her greatest what-if fear. She always talked about how she was afraid of losing her husband. And so that fear consumed her. What if I lose him? How could I go on? And, and so she was just talking to God and praying about it and seeking Him one day about this fear that she was in bondage to. And she felt like she started this conversation with the Lord and He just started walking her through this journey. She said this, she said, God, what if I lose my husband? And she felt like God was saying to her just this, well, what if? And then she's like, well, if I lost him, I'd go numb. And the next few days, my friends would probably have to help me to get ready for the funeral because I just don't even know if I could even get through it. She felt like God saying, yeah, and then what? And then she said, well, then I probably wouldn't get dressed for about a month and I'd just sit and cry and cry and cry. She felt like the Lord said, yeah, and then what? Well, I'd probably not get dressed for another month and I'd just sit at home and I'd I'd cry and cry because I'd be just devastated. I'd miss him so much. And then she felt like God saying, okay, then what? And then she said, at some point, I would probably start to seek you and you would be faithful and you'd help me get through this and go on with my life. And then God spoke and he said, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. 
I'm telling you right now, if you go down the trains of what if, what's going to happen? What happens if I go bankrupt? What happens if I lose my job? What happens if, I, if the economy goes wrong? What happens if I lose my spouse? And the list just goes on and on and on. And yeah, you might go through a difficult time. And it'll be, I'm not doubting the pain. And I'm not doubting the hurt. But what I'm saying is this. What can mortal man do to you when you fully trust in the Lord? When you're seeking after Him... Because you see, the fear that you have reveals what you value the most, but it also reveals where you trust God the least. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of self-control. So what if? What if? If you know God and you continue to seek Him, He sustains you. Because if you truly know Him, guess what? You've got nothing to fear. The only thing you fear is just a holy, reverent fear of God who created you. And the more you know Him, the less you have to fear on this earth. The devil wants nothing more for you to live in the bondage of the things that grip your heart right now in fear and anxiety. But God wants to set you free because that fear didn't come from Him. I love this thought. When I was afraid, I put my trust in you. David said, I sought the Lord and He delivered me from all my fears. Let's bow our heads today and pray. God, I ask that in Your presence You'd set us free from the bondage of fear. Holy Spirit, would You move right now? As your heads are bowed, and you're whether you're watching online, listening on the radio, you're praying right now, and many of you have some pretty significant what-ifs. Be honest about it. Face it. Acknowledge it. Admit it. What if this happens? What if that happens? Some of you have one or more of those things that have been quietly or maybe even loudly consuming you for a long time. It goes way beyond this pandemic state. Some of you would say, you know what? I want to take it before God, just like David did in Psalm 34. I want to seek after the Lord, and I want Him to deliver me. I want to be set free from all my fears. I want to, by the power of God, to overcome. I want to be free from fear. If that's you today, I want to invite you right now. You're not lifting up a hand to me. I can't even see you. You're lifting up a hand to the Lord right now. God, that's me. I want to be free from the fear that's gripped my heart. Would you just raise that hand right now? We want to pray with you today. God, I I thank you that what we fear is what we value the most. And I also thank you today that you're showing us that what we fear is where we trust you the least. So God, help us to trust you with our greatest what if, our, our greatest fears. God, even if in our mind, if our worst what if comes to pass, God, I pray that we would have the faith in your goodness, in your grace, in your sovereignty, in your love to understand and to trust that you would carry us on even through our greatest what if. God, I pray that there would be no one here that would be held hostage to this thing we call fear. 
God, I pray that we would meditate on your word, that we would seek you, that we would acknowledge you, that we would trust you, and understand that fear is not from you. You've not given us a spirit of fear. So God, today I pray, would you set people free? God, wherever fear continues to linger, I pray that this message from you would grab our hearts. That we would seek You. That we would seek You. That we would seek You until, God, You deliver us from all of our fear. And God, when You do, and You truly set us free from this fear that's held us hostage, we believe, God, that You're going to do that. And when that happens, we'll live the life of a testimony. In Jesus' name. Just keep praying today. Let's go down. One final what if. And this is a positive one. A what if question. What if you gave your whole life to Christ today? What if God brought you to this moment and you're listening to this service today so that He could do a miracle in you and you would choose Him and you'd never ever be the same again? You see, if you're consumed with fear, this could be an evidence that you don't truly know the Creator of the universe. In fact, God is so good that He gave His only Son, Jesus. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross for your sin. He died without sin for us so that we could have forgiveness of sin. And God raised Him up from the dead. And when we put our faith in Him, we're totally forgiven and adopted into His family. David asked the question, what can mortal man do to me? Basically, that's kind of a New Testament thought process because since I've given my life to Christ there's nothing nobody could do to take me out of his eternal will there's no weapon formed against me that will prosper there's no fear that's greater than the goodness of my God so what will you do today will you acknowledge the sin in your life will you acknowledge this the lack of faith will you acknowledge whatever it is in your life because let's face it we're all sinners All of us, every one of us listening today is a sinner. Even me talking today is a sinner, saved by grace. And today you get to have the opportunity that so many of us have chosen to call on the name of Jesus Christ, to forgive you of your sin. He will hear your prayer. You can live free from fear. You can live a life of faith. So if you're here today and you know that, man, I'll tell you what, it's time to be free if you're listening today. It's time to be forgiven. It's time to be new. Would you join with me? Because I tell you what, if you'll do this, your life will never be the same. Maybe you're here today and you say, man, that's me. I want to surrender my life to you, Jesus. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Would you join with me as we pray together? Pray, Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Jesus, forgive me of my sin and save me. Make me new. I won't fear anything but a holy fear for You. Thank You, God, for new life. My life I give to You. Thank You for forgiving me, for making me new, for adopting me into Your family. I belong to You and I trust You with my whole life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you just take a moment right now and and thank God. Let's praise Him today for those that came to know Christ. Hallelujah. If you were ministered to this morning or maybe you prayed a prayer, 
or maybe you have a prayer request you'd like to reach out and touch us with, I invite you to contact us, please. We want to help you with that and give you some steps on your new journey. We want to help pray with you. You can contact us by email. That is office at buysvilleag.org. You can also contact us at Facebook. You can message us there. You can give us a call at 740-685-2553. Or you can just simply drop something off in the mail and snail mail it here to us. 102 South 7th Street, Byesville, Ohio, 43723. We're so grateful that you have joined us today. Thank you so much for hearing the Word of God and responding. Don't live in fear. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but what? Of power, of love, of self-control. I sought the Lord, and He delivered me from all my fears. And when I was afraid, I put my trust in the Lord. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Have an amazing week.